0: Welcome back to Working Girls Don't Gatekeep, where I set out to answer the questions, what jobs are out there? How do I get these jobs? And what does that title even mean? I'm interviewing women who are in all different stages of their career. Some have been in their roles for many years. Some are transitioning into new industries. Some are job hunting and some are business owners, but they all have one thing in common. These working girls don't gatekeep. All right. Today, I'm really excited to have my cousin Molly join us today. She is my younger cousin who also went to the University of Minnesota. And she is working for a large corporation based out of, well, she's based out of Minneapolis. Um, I'm not sure where her company is based out of, but she has been traveling a lot for her work. And technically, her title is called a strategy analyst. Is that right, Molly? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so obviously want to get into what a strategy analyst means and looks like from a day-to-day perspective. But one thing I always like to start with is if you could share any type of fun first job you had or early job that kind of stood out to you that was just like a more of a fun thing.
1: Yeah, in high school, I worked at a pizza restaurant um, that has a couple of different locations here in Minneapolis it's called punch pizza um Neapolitan style and it was just super fun um to be in that community and people that go to punch pizza really love it so that was a fun job I was able to take orders and then bring pizza to people did you get free pizza I did yeah every shift I got a free pizza which was super fun and I actually never got tired of the pizza I still eat it now
0: I am one of those people who actually love punch. I know that they have one. I think at the U or somewhere. In, yeah, I think in like Stadium Village. But it's I can't find a replica down here in Florida. Like the way that they put it in the big brick oven, I I just love that.
1: Yeah, there's not many of them, and people do really love it. But they actually got rid of the one at the U, so it's or
0: not or Chad. Is there something else in in place of it? No, it's just an empty building right now. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) That's. Okay, so Punch pizza was fun, um, and that was in high school. Tell me about what your college career was like. Yeah, so going into college, I didn't
1: really know what I wanted to be. Growing up, I always wanted to be a teacher, um, but I kind of moved away from wanting to be that throughout high school, um, just grew interested in other things and wanted to find a career that was outside of the classroom for a while, so... I applied to business school um, at a couple different schools, but ended up going to the University of Minnesota Carlson School um, of Business. And my first couple of years, I was just a general business major and didn't know what I wanted to do. But after taking classes and talking to people, I ended up majoring in finance and marketing, um, and then I had a minor in Spanish and in strategic management. And I added the strategic management, one, once I realized I wanted to do consulting, um, which was probably during my junior year of college. So when I had one or two years left um, because I ended up doing a fifth year of school to keep running track um, since we got one year taken away during the COVID pandemic. Um, so I guess kind of finding my way through college was just finding what I wanted to do and what I was interested in. Um and then my fifth year of school, I did a graduate certificate in business analytics, um, which has actually been super helpful. So learning hmm. different like tableau and data visualization tools, um, which has been helpful. So that's kind of my college
0: experience from an academic point of view. Well, Okay, I definitely want to dive into some of those things, but I want to back up. So I I didn't know that you wanted to be a teacher, but it totally makes sense because when we were kids, you I always remember going to your house and you literally had in your basement like a schoolroom. So you would be the teacher. I would sit in the desk and you would always like be up at the whiteboard and then calling on us. So I, I definitely remember that. But what do you remember why you wanted to be a teacher? Yeah, that's funny. We rope so many people
1: into being our students. <laughs> my sister's and an ex- but we, I think just having my mom be a teacher and my aunt and then one of my cousins, my a teacher, I think I was surrounded by a lot of teachers and got a lot of their passed down materials and things that we had extras of um, and like little desks and things like that. Mm-hmm. But beyond just having access to it, I think I just was someone that always really liked school and learning. Um, and like the process of learning. So I think
0: that's why I was interested in it um, at a young age. Okay, I like that you said that you're interested in learning because if you're going to college for five years, you obviously have to be interested in it, especially with getting some type of like grad certification. And I know eventually I think you want to go to grad school. So I feel like that still plays out today.
1: Yeah, I do like learning and adding different majors or minors or things like that. Um, I think it's just cool. And I always like reading too growing up. So I think that kind of plays into the learning, the learning aspect of it. But I just, it's a process that I liked.
0: Well, huh. okay. So you mentioned that um, you were doing business analytics or you did some type of like business analytics thing for in college. And now it's playing out today. So you mentioned Tableau. I mean, I've heard of it, but what are you doing today that is correlated with your major? Because I think it sounds like what you're doing, you learned a lot of it in school.
1: Yeah, I would say some of it was in yeah the um, data analytics um, part of it because in consulting specifically, I don't think there's as many people that majored in something data related. Um, I mean, there's people that come from all different backgrounds in consulting, but some of it, a lot of data analytics people would go find a job that is only data analytics. So having that those tools in my toolkit has helped when nobody else on a project knows how to do something and I'm able to do it. I think it just adds to um, why someone would want me on their project is because I have different capabilities that other people might not have. So for example, the Tableau um, it can show different different visualizations using a lot of data. So a lot of times what we use it for is showing maps that would be color-coded for population or um, different things that we're trying to look at. And we can pull the really pretty maps that Tableau is able to create onto like a PowerPoint deck to show clients. Um, so kind of just being able to show data in different ways. Okay. So tell me how you got your current job yeah so um, like i mentioned before i think i was interested in consulting starting my junior or senior year um so i had a couple of years to prepare um to be in consulting and i think some people go into college knowing that they want to do consulting or they know earlier than the end of their college career that they want to do it um because it does take some preparation Hmm. Uh, um so i the applications are generally due a year before you would start so i started in august of 2022 and the applications were due in i think august or september of 2021 so it's a full year ahead um and then you go through the interview cycle and then you have to make your decision by probably the middle of october um and with that the preparation is a lot of case interview preparation so during the interviews they ask um, they give you a, a case is what they call it so um, something like how can this company make more money would be a really simple version okay. of it um, like they're not making enough money how can they make more money um, and it's in a certain industry or something like that and then you have to walk through the interviewer um, walk the interviewer through what steps you would have to do, what things you would look at um, to kind of have the company make more money. So looking at their costs, their revenue, um, their clients, uh, just different things that you would need to do if you're actually helping this client in real life. Um, so there's kind of a format of how people go through it, and that's kind of what you need to study leading up to your interviewers' interviews. And then there's also the behavioral questions and those so the classic why are you interested in consulting um what strengths do you have things like that um but I guess even backing up from the interview process before um before knowing what I wanted to do I talked to a lot of people in a lot of different careers about what their job was like and how they got there yeah Um, it was interesting to hear all of everyone's different stories um and their different advice for me but I think that was super helpful to just talk to a ton of people um, and hear what they liked because you learn a lot, a lot through people that have already gone through the
0: process before. Did you find it easy to have those connections? Like when you were reaching out, were people willing to to meet with you or have a phone call with you? Or was it kind of weird because you were younger?
1: Yeah, I think people were super excited. I think as a student, you kind of have an in because you are always wanting to be learning about something new. I think it helped, one, that I had some family connections, which is definitely helpful. I know not everyone has that, but then another big thing was through being a recent Minnesota. There are so many people that are still connected that are alumni with the community that were so happy to talk with me um, and go through different questions
0: and things like that. Okay, so... The company you work for is obviously really prevalent in the Minneapolis area for consulting. Now there, I know that there's another large company in Minneapolis for consulting. Did you interview for both? And when you're interviewing and you're looking for a job, did you ever just like apply online and put your resume through an online um, application? Because I feel like I never get responses from that.
1: Yeah. So I applied to the other one that was, that's yeah. super prevalent in Minneapolis and just kind of dropped my resume like like you were talking about. And I never got a response, I don't think, from that. So I think it's kind of goes into like a pit of all these resumes. Um, but when I was applying to the position that I'm working at right now, um, one of the people that I talked to throughout like deciding what I wanted to do actually worked at this company. So oh. I reached out and was like, hey, I'm dropping my resume. um, Just wanted to let you know. And she was able to connect me with some of the people on the recruiting team. um. So I had a connection then. So I think that it can work when you just drop your resume, but it's especially helpful to know people on the inside just because they get so many resumes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And oftentimes the employees actually get like a referral bonus. So it's not a bad thing to be reaching out to people like the I actually prefer it because I know if somebody were to apply at my company that I know, I'm like, darn it, you should have reached out to me because one, you're going to have a better chance. And two, I'm going to get some type of referral bonus. So definitely don't be afraid to reach out to somebody, even if you like our second connections or third connections with them.
1: Yeah, I'd agree. I think people are more happy to help you than you think that they are.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So tell me about what your day-to-day looks like in your role? Because I know that you travel a lot, but you also work from home. So what are you doing to fill the day?
1: Yeah, so it really travel and working from home was really dependent on the project that I'm on. So I had a project last year where I never traveled and I was always working from home. And then my project at the beginning of this year, we were traveling pretty much every week. Um, so on the road, we would fly in on a Monday night and fly out on a Thursday night which is pretty typical now. It used to, before COVID, um, people talk about flying in on like Sunday night or Monday morning and spending almost the whole week there. So I think people enjoy this travel um, more than they used to. But on the road, we are either meeting with clients during the day, taking notes at their meetings and things like that, um, or just working as a team, doing similar things as we would when we work from home. So working from home would be a meeting in the morning, just to kind of kick it off with the whole team on what our priorities are for the day, who's working on what, um, things like that. And then after that, we kind of all break and go do our separate our separate things and everyone kind of has their role of where they fit in. Um, So as an analyst, kind of the the lowest tier of people working on the team, a lot of what I do is taking notes during meetings and then summarizing those and sending them Um, to people either the client or the people on my team to make sure that everyone kind of knows what was decided upon during the meeting um, or any actions that they need coming out of the meeting Um, and then I'm also working a lot in Excel or in PowerPoint um, for the client to make different deliverables um, that they can either use in meetings or just use um, to kind of show their progress and the data
0: that they have. OK, so some of the meetings when you are on site with a client, are you literally sitting around like a table full of their employees trying to gather information of like what their day to day processes are so that you can sort of improve them?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. So we're all in kind of a room all day um, just going through different different things of what they need to work on or how they can improve. Um, my role as a strategy analyst, we have at my company different um areas that you can work in so they're like six or seven different areas um like marketing or um, core business ops or things like that but i'm in mergers and acquisitions so we're working with these companies on how they can bring in the companies that they acquire
0: um in a successful way okay Um, Going off of that, is it intimidating to tell these companies how to do something or how to run their business? Not only just because you're like an outside person, but also like age?
1: Yeah, I think sometimes starting a project is super intimidating when they realize that you are probably a lot younger than them um, and you're giving them advice. Mm -hmm. But as a company, they had always told us like everything that we've done as company, you have done. Like if our company has done this huge integration project, like you have done that because you have access to all those materials and all um, the information that would be needed to do that. Um, so sure. I think it's
0: also faking it till you make it and pretending that you're meant to be in that room. Mm. Well, I feel like you're smart enough to be in that room for sure. And so don't ever disqualify yourself. But I could see myself getting like a little intimidated by that. But I think you're right that like at the end of the day, the company you're working for is paying you. So like they're asking for your services. So I bet you can like sort of change your mindset a little on that too. Yeah, they hired you because they
1: think that you can um, do something for the company and for them. And a lot of times these companies kind of know what's going on, but they hire us because we've, as a team or as a company, I've done something like a million times and they've mm-hmm. done it once.
0: Sure. So you said that you are a, an, did you say a strategist or an analyst? Yeah, strategy analyst. So both. Okay. So then you said there's a team, of other people like marketing and some other folks. Are they all traveling with you? And when you get assigned to a project, is it like four or five people that are working for that client?
1: Yeah. So the project that you have is probably usually the people in your group. So I'd only be working with people that were in mergers and acquisitions. And then like the marketing team would only work on marketing projects or things like that. Um, sometimes there is a little overlap. but I usually work with people in your area. Um, and and Project sizes. Probably range from like five to, I mean, there can be like thirty people on a team, but usually it's it's ten ish people, and they would travel with you. But they're from they at our company they staff nationally, so I have people from New York and Boston and Charlotte um, on my team, so we all travel and meet somewhere together.
0: Cool. So my next question is kind of about the career path in your specific role. And maybe it's different for different consultants at different consulting agencies, but what, what is it like for you or somebody in your similar role? Have you already been promoted? Are you looking for a promotion? And how does that change things?
1: Yeah. In, at my company, it's a pretty regimented promotion schedule. Um, So it's based on years of service really. Um, so I've been here a little over a year, and we would be up for promotion at the end of this year. So you're an analyst for a year and a half, pretty much. And then you move up to consultant, and then you're there for like two or three years. And then you can get promoted to senior consultant. Um, and at that level, you either make the decision to stay here at this company, or you would go to grad school. Um, and there's kind of those two paths there. And at any time you can you can leave the company, but um, that's kind of the typical trajectory. And then from there, you either come back as a senior consultant or you would stay as a senior consultant. And then you go to manager, senior manager, um, and you just keep going up. And as you go up, you probably do less of like creating the decks and working in the Excel and you're doing more of like looking the decks over um, or managing the client relationship. Um, and when you start, you sign a, a waiver to stay for two years. So most of my classmates and everything are still here. Um, but I think after two years, people start thinking about school or about moving moving businesses too.
0: Hmm. Why do they want you to go to grad school? Would you be leaving the company for that period of time or are you doing night school? Um, At
1: my company, it's actually a really great program. You can leave the company entirely for those two years and then if you come back and work for a couple of years then they pay for your grad school retroactively wow. which is really nice because i don't think a ton of companies do that um but they want you to do it because when you're sitting in a room with a client um and you can say oh this person got their mba from like this really good school like this top school it gives you a lot more clout in that room and gives a lot more clout to the company um, and it also allows the company to recruit at these MBA schools a lot easier because they have people in there doing, they're
0: recruiting for them pretty much because sure. they have employees. So if someone was doing an MBA um, but wasn't at your company beforehand, could they still get it reimbursed, their grad school? No. I okay. think that
1: there are some, maybe they can get some money. I'm not really sure, but they, it's not the
0: same program. Okay. So, are you hoping to go to grad school?
1: Yeah, I think that would be the goal. Um, go through my company and get it all paid for it would be really nice.
0: And you're at the one year mark. So, that would probably be like next fall. Um, you have to be here for four years, oh, four years and then you come back for two. So, that's probably the two. That's a lot of time, Molly. Is that? I know. Is that intimidating? to you to commit to a, a company for 2 years at a time. Yeah, it
1: is intimidating. Um especially the that first 4 years um when a lot of the people that I went to school with are moving already moving around jobs um and finding different things. Um and I know that you can like move up a lot faster if you move across companies, but um it also in this type of job I'm doing different things different projects every other month. So being able to do a lot of different things makes it easier to stay.
0: Yeah, I could see how if you were committed to four years and having the exact same job, kind of day over day would get so redundant. But at least you have some type of change every month and a half because it's almost like you start a new job. And, you know, the people you're working with might change in a month and a half, your goals, your the location, etc. So that's quite a difference. Yeah, exactly. There is a lot of change, which is nice and then also not nice sometimes. Yeah. So what happens at the end of that month and a half or two month long project that you're working on? At the
1: end, you would. So sometimes, you know, that it's ending at that time and sometimes projects end before you would expect them to. Um, But at the end, they can be extended, which actually is pretty often to happen. The client decides that they need you for longer um, maybe a couple weeks more, or depends on how long. Or you have to find a new project, um, which could mean either one, you would sit on, they call it the beach, um, but it's actually the bench where you don't have a project, but you're still working for the company. Um, so you do maybe some training, some networking, but you're not really doing anything during the time that you're on the beach. Um, and then finding a new project would either be through, contacting someone in your network or someone reaching out to you or things like that. So sometimes it's kind of hard to find a
0: new project and sometimes it kind of falls in your lap. It almost sounds like a sales position at that point because it sounds like you're like pitching your company and your services to your sphere of influence.
1: Yeah, exactly. At the higher
0: levels, they're definitely more of a sales role. Okay. So, but for you, do you just sort of get pulled into ones that kind of come together from the salespeople or are you reaching out to your network too?
1: Yep. Either, either one of those. So someone that is doing the sales role would either pull me in or I'd have to find,
0: find one. Did you know about that? That sounds like, that sounds outside of your role in some ways. Like I had no idea that that's what you guys would do. Yeah,
1: it is difficult it depends on the company because some companies you they staff you themselves like there's internal staffing rules that staff all of their people okay. but at my company they don't do that um and i think the con is sometimes okay. it's really hard to find projects but the pro would be like if i really wanted to work on a project in healthcare um i could go try to find a project in healthcare like no one's telling me what project i have to do so i get to decide have you found one yourself? Um. Yes, I did one time, but it also was lucky luck to draw. I was kind of looking for one and happened to talk to the right person. How did you talk to that person? Um, I had met them at uh, they were interviewing new people to come in, and I had helped uh, volunteer at that event. And so I met him there, and then I just emailed him after and said, that I was happy to meet him and wondering if he'd want to set up an informational interview soon. And he said, yeah, perfect timing because he's looking for someone for a role. So it just worked out well. That's awesome.
0: Good job, Molly. <laughs> Thank you. It's not always that easy, but that one was good. Yeah, and that's what sales is. And if any salesperson ever says if there's no luck involved, they're lying. So don't mm-hmm. believe them. <laughs> um. Okay, so next question, kind of on that, when you're on the beach or on the bench or whatever you call it, do you still get paid by your company? Yep, yep, always the same salary throughout okay. the year. Oh, you're salaried. Okay, mm-hmm. that helps for planning purposes and things. Do you ever wish that you could get some type of like commission for the fact that you found that that project, or like if you work overtime, or are you comfortable in a salary role?
1: Yeah, it would be nice sometimes, I think, to get either paid for working overtime or doing a good job, they say, um, that you would get more of a bonus. But I'm not really sure if that's true. Um, At this point, at least at the lower levels, um, the bonuses are all pretty similar. Um, But the safety that you do have of not being on the beach or the bench is that you're not at risk for being laid off in times like this when it gets a little rocky. Um, And when layoffs are coming around at every corner. Yeah. Do you guys have a slow season? Yeah, usually between like in the fall between Thanksgiving and Christmas, um, it's pretty slow just because companies don't want to work one. And then also their financial budgets haven't been re-upped for the year. So the companies
0: can't sign as many deals um, until the beginning of the year. That's good. That allows for a little bit of downtime when you're traveling so much, and everybody wants to be home during the holidays. Yes. Yeah, it is really nice, and it was nice this summer not having the
1: trouble. Um, I just got put on a a slow project this summer, so that was nice. Good. Do you have any trips coming up? I do. Well, the one to visit you, (sighs) which I'm super excited about. Um, My grandma and I are coming down, excited to see your new place, Um, and then... I'm going to go to New York to visit a friend that just moved out there um, at the end of October. And then in November, I'm going to Charleston for two weeks uh, just for fun to work
0: from there. How fun. Are you going to stay with someone? Two weeks is a long time. I love it.
1: Yeah, it is a long time. No, two of my friends and I got an Airbnb down there. So we're just going to go and I don't know, go to the beach and explore Charleston.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, do you think your sister will come visit you? She is set on moving to Charleston. Um, I don't know if that time will work for her,
0: but she wants to go sometime in the next year. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, okay, sort of speaking of family stuff or fun things, I want to transition quickly into kind of like a pop culture moment. So I always like to talk about, you know, things that are going on, you know, on TV or if you're reading any books or if you found any good sales. But, so, and you and I kind of talked about this, but you mentioned you watched, watched the Kelsey documentary. Yes, I did. I just watched it yesterday. I loved it. You loved it? Okay. What did you think of it initially? And then I'll tell you my thoughts. Okay. Um, well, I wanted to watch
1: it because my I heard, like, really good things about it. And I also saw some clips on TikTok. Um, and I am not a huge football fan, but... I started paying attention to the Kelsey brothers during the Super Bowl last year and just thought it was cool that they were playing each other. Um, And now the younger Kelsey brother is dating, well, allegedly dating Taylor Swift. So more interesting for me um, in that space as well. But I thought it was interesting to kind of see Jason Kelsey's life um, and the sacrifices, or I guess you could say trade-offs, that he has to make to go after his dream. Um, and do something that he really loves. And then it was also interesting to see how much support he needs around him. So his wife being super pregnant and still being there and taking care of the other kids that he has. And then also his family and then his brother as well. And then also the whole Eagles Eagles, um, fan club, all the pride that it brought to Philadelphia was cool to see. But I just think there was a couple times where I was almost in tears when it was so like giving me chills what they had to go through and all the emotions that it brings up.
0: Does it make you think at all of your time in athletics? Because I don't think we mentioned this and highlighted this enough, but Molly was like an exceptional runner and soccer player. And then she played division one or she, I don't think she played it. You did division one um, track and cross country at University of Minnesota. So on top of being a Carlson School of Management student and doing really well, I think you even got like honors or something, you were a D1 athlete there. So does this just seem like the way that the Kelsey brothers had to sacrifice a lot, make you remember your time in athletics?
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, Definitely, they're doing it at a much larger scale and making a career out of it, but there were definitely trade-offs that I needed to make during college. Like, oh, I'm not going to go out with my friends this night because I have an early practice or I'm not going to do this because I have a meet this week or things like that. Um, the trade-offs were always super prevalent. And then also seeing the community behind them and seeing how much it takes to um, like kind of push someone forward. Mm-hmm. Having all my family and friends
0: around me was definitely influential. Yeah. Okay, so my thoughts on the Kelsey documentary. I also don't really follow football that much. I mean, I watch, you know, the Vikings and the Packers just because my husband likes the Packers and my family watches the Vikings. So I guess the only way I knew about Kelsey was because of the Super Bowl and, or both of the Kelseys. and then um, Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. So here's my opinions. Number one, Taylor Swift and Travis is a weird match. I don't really like it, but I think it would make good music. Yes, I agree. So Taylor always dates, like, artsy people. And Travis seems like a traditional douchey football player. <laughs> yeah, it's very... It's an interesting pick for her. And I think I don't really like Travis because of his earrings. <laughs> I think he is, like... a go- He seems like a good family guy. But he sort of stands... Oh, also, did you know he did some type of, like, fake Bachelor show on E! Network?
1: Okay, I think I saw, was it, what was it called, Chasing? Yes. Or something? Yes, I didn't watch it, but I heard about it. That
0: sounds so stupid, so I feel like I lose a little bit of respect because of that.
1: Yes. Yeah, I have no idea what that was, but that is interesting.
0: Nothing really came out of it for him. Apparently, it on onto a new girl. Um, I also liked Jason and Kylie. I think that their marriage just seems like super normal. And it honestly reminds me of Adam Thielen and his wife because Mm -hmm. they just seem like really normal people. Like when I think of wags of athletes, I think of like the women who don't look like me at all. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like they have the best clothes, the best hair, just really kind of done up. But Kylie, I feel like I could relate with her. Yes, I love Kylie just hearing the things that she has to say and seeing
1: their interaction. I think it's interesting that they met on Hinge. Yeah. But yeah, I think that they work. And I think she used to play soccer maybe too. You know, she
0: kind of looks athletic. Yeah. That would make sense. Um, okay, anything else we want to share on the Kelsey documentary? Um, no, I think that's all. I just I really liked it. Did your family watch
1: it with you? Um, my mom and one of my sisters watched it separately from me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm surprised your dad didn't watch it. He loves football. I know. I, I'm not sure if there's enough football influence on okay. it. Maybe too much,
0: too much family time, but maybe yeah. I'll watch it. Um, I guess one more thing I wanted to mention was I also heard him. Well, so obviously those two have a podcast together and I love podcasts and And um, Travis Kelsey was recently on Kristen Cavalieri's podcast. Oh. I listened to that one the other day simply because I knew we were going to be talking about this. And I don't like Kristen Cavalieri. And I feel like I don't really like Travis. So it was a – I didn't finish the whole episode. But if you want to learn more about him, (laughs) like some more personal stuff that's on that podcast. (laughs) Okay, good Good to know. Maybe I'll check it out. And are you looking for any deals or shopping things at all? Or is there any other pop culture things or books you're reading that you want to share? Um, Just like a lot of people, I'm into the, all the Colleen Hoover
1: books. Uh, over the summer, I think my family, among my mom and my sister, I think we have almost all of the Colleen Hoover books. Um, but I guess shopping... I'm really looking for a new coat or a couple new coats this season. So looking for some deals. I haven't found any yet, but we'll see. Like puffers or we like trench coats? Both. Uh, like a puffer that isn't a long puffer, like those long North face ones, just like a short puffer and then
0: a longer, like maybe camel trench coat for work. Goat. Yeah. That's an, that's iconic. Once you get one, yeah. you can have it forever.
1: I know, but that's the problem because I can't decide on one. um, (laughs) A lot of pressure to
0: decide. Yeah, and the thickness of it and everything. I have a good one from Gap, which I've had for a long time. So you could look there. Okay, good to know. And the Colleen Hoover books, I wish I lived back home by you because I couldn't borrow them all. (laughs) Because I've read a bunch of them and I know a lot are free on Kindle. But I don't have some of them that, like, cost money on Kindle. So I should borrow them from you. Ah. Yeah, second brings them down when we come down next month. Yeah. I can't wait for that. I'm so excited. So Molly and my grandma are coming to Florida. Um, we, my husband and I, Jake, we have a, a house with a few extra bedrooms. And I was like, I feel like I should ask my cousins, Molly, Megan, and Emily, her other sisters, to come down. And it turned out that just Molly can come. And we were like, maybe you could invite a friend or somebody else, or different timing. And then I'm like, just invite grandma, see if grandma would come. And our grandma hasn't really traveled in a really long time. So I was like, there's no way. And she randomly just said yes. (laughs) So they're coming. Yeah, no pushing necessary. She just said, "Yep." what's the date? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) good, that'll be fun. Thank you for taking her. Yeah, we're excited. All right. So kind of transitioning back to work stuff. I just have a few more questions kind of about like personal versus work and how you integrate the two. So what is your work life balance like? Um,
1: I think it depends on where I am in a project. At the beginning of a project, I'm probably working. A lot more and spending less time on personal things um, versus like now I have more time to do things during the work week at night um, but I didn't have my time earlier this spring. Um, At my company though we do not work on the weekends so that is super nice to have that boundary of never working like even if you're working till midnight or one during the weekdays
0: you're not working on the weekend um, so that is very nice. Did you say working till midnight or one in the morning? Is this common? Um,
1: yes. It's common to have like a couple weeks like that during the year,
0: but not all the time. Oh my gosh. And your salary, so you don't get paid more for that. Yeah. (laughs) I hope my company never listens to this, but there's no way I'd ever do that. (laughs) At five o'clock, 4.59, I'm already out. (laughs) Yeah. So good for you.
1: (laughs) There are also days though where I only work till like two in the afternoon, and I still get paid
0: for a whole day. So it kind of balances out. Okay, good. That allows you to have a little more work-life balance. Yes, exactly. So I know that you, you know, lost some time in school from COVID, and now everybody's working from home. How do you meet friends? Because I know a lot of friends that I made are actually from being in the office. As much as I don't like being in the office, you know it does make me friends so how have you made friends as a post-college person yeah I think it definitely is harder post-covid I was
1: lucky at my job to start probably a year after it was everyone was at home so we started together and we all they flew us all to Chicago to start so ever since then I've been close with my start group there's about seven of us um, so that made it easier to meet friends but Apart from that, I think just joining different clubs like people are involved in rec volleyball or um, like pickleball people do these days. I think that's how people meet. People are going to breweries or things like that, but
0: it is definitely harder to meet friends these days. Yeah. And if you like go to a brewery or something kind of casual like that where it's not, you know, repetitive and you have to sign up. I think a lot of people like will bring somebody So like, hey, Molly, I'm coming. I'm going to bring my friend and then you bring a friend. And then all of a sudden that like doubles the amount of friends you have. Yeah, that's
1: a good point. I think meeting friends or even like partners through
0: friends of friends
1: is, is how people do it these days.
0: Yeah. Well, keep doing that because I, I know that others appreciate that as well. Like if you invite them, even if it's to a group setting that they don't really know. They can always say no yeah okay so what is your kind of dream career path or where would you what what would be your dream career um i think broadly something
1: that involves travel um and some type of like strategy thinking or something like that um so if i stay with consulting um go get an mba come back and could move up the ranks there. Um, but I think overall, my more dream career would be to do something in brand management at like a CPG company like General Mills, um, like own the brand Cheerios or something like that um, and and own all their marketing campaigns and oversee all of that would be a super cool job.
0: That's fun. I feel like that fits you in a way <laughs> because I feel like I I love that you mentioned General Mills because obviously it's in Minneapolis, but um, I don't know. For some reason, I just picture your dad and my Uncle Paul at the cabin having a box of cereal. And that's like his favorite thing. Yes, he loves cereal. We always have so much cereal. <laughs> so it would make sense. Yeah. All right. So what advice would you give to somebody you know, looking to get into some type of job, but doesn't necessarily know where to go? Um, I think something that is important that we can touch on earlier
1: was that you don't have to know what you want to do, but talking to people really helps. So talking to people to try to narrow down the list or even get connections once you kind of know what you want to do. Um, But narrowing down the list is helpful through talking to people but also through classes that you're taking or if you want to try different internships or researching online or things um and then also for consulting specifically it's important to talk to people to get the connections but also to hear everyone's career paths because there's so many so many different career paths of how people end up in consulting or even where they go after
0: okay i don't know if i asked this or not but can you get a job in consulting even if you are like not right out of college like to me today 8 years out of college could i get a job in consulting yeah you could it would definitely be harder they
1: try to hire either out of undergrad or out of mba but there are definitely people who are industry hires
0: as well okay well cool. well if anybody has questions about this are they able to connect with you on linkedin and send you a message yeah, for sure. I think my LinkedIn is Molly Roach. I think that is, that is all of it, but I can get you the
1: exact title.
0: Yeah. Okay. Or I can put it in the notes or something like that. But Molly Roach is easy to spell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> cool. Okay, Molly. Well, this was a lot of fun. Thank you for telling me all about strategy analysts and what consultants do. Um, personally, I didn't know what a strategy analyst did, so this was really informative to me. Awesome. Yeah, it was great to talk to you,
1: and thanks for having me on. Absolutely.